Hello everyone, welcome to Knox Bedtime Stories, the bedtime podcast for grown-ups. I'm your friend Joey, here with another episode to help you relax, feel safe, and fall asleep. It's about 11pm here, I hope you had a wonderful day, and I'm going to help ensure you get a good night's sleep. Tonight, I have two short stories for you your parents should have read to you when you were a child. The Tale of Tom Kitten and The Tale of Squirrel Nutkin. I start this off with some great positive affirmations that will help you relax and feel good. Patreon stories are more than twice as long at over an hour with chapters 20 and 21 of Glinda of Oz. Just three chapters from the end of this 24 chapter book. Another reason to become a patron for just $2 or more a month is there are an extra 30 stories. If you're new here to the Knox family, welcome. I hope I'm able to bring you calm and comfort at bedtime for a long time to come. From here on out, nothing exists except you, me, this beautiful fireplace, and the bed, couch, or floor you're laying on. As you know, we need more patrons. This computer isn't going to last much longer, and once it dies, so does the podcast. I'm even willing to take better computer parts, anything i5 and above. We need more Patreon patrons. Ask yourself this question. What is a good night's sleep worth to you? Does the podcast help you relax, feel safe, and fall asleep once a month, once a week, five days a week? If it does... Please consider becoming a patron for as little as $2 a month. That's basically the price of a cheap cup of coffee a month. There are various rewards for you, including bonus content. These episodes can take me in excess of 20 hours to put together. You can become a Patreon member by going to KnoxBedtimeStories.com and clicking the Patreon link or patreon.com forward slash Knox Bedtime Stories. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is the best advertising. You can also leave me a five-star review and some kind words on Apple Podcasts or become a member of Facebook or a member of Instagram you can do so at facebook.com forward slash Knox Bedtime Stories and join the page and leave a positive review or join Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Knox Bedtime Stories. Or you can do that by going to knoxbedtimestories.com and clicking on the various links putting in your account info and leaving a kind review. Also, tell your friends there is no better commercial than word of mouth. Now, I want you to get into bed 
and lay down in whatever way is comfortable to make sure the bed takes your full weight and repeat these affirmations. I am love. I am purpose. I was made with divine intention. I am in charge of my life. I will not compare myself to strangers on the internet. I am worthy. I am loved. I am enough. I believe in good things coming. I am resilient and can get through anything. My presence is my power. My dreams are a place for positivity and hope only. I believe in myself. My mindfulness is my priority. I heal through my sleep. I welcome a peaceful, calming, and gentle night. With these breaths, I relieve my mind and my body of all anxiety and stress. I deserve love. I deserve peace. I deserve to rest. I am grateful for the lessons today taught me, so I am stronger tomorrow. I see and appreciate the light in myself and those around me. I am learning, I'm growing, I'm excited for tomorrow, I believe in me. Life is simple, easy, and effortless. I am in harmony with myself. Life works for me. Okay, now let's get into bed. Say to yourself, my bedroom is a place of peace and relaxation. When I enter this room and crawl into bed at night, today's thoughts naturally begin to soften. My burden lightens and sleep is coming. Let's get to tonight's story, The Tale of Tom Kitten. Set to sleep-inducing music in this beautiful fireplace. If you're not already laying down, please do so in whatever way is comfortable. And let's begin. A Tale of Tom Kitten Dedicated to all pickles, especially to those that get upon my garden wall. Once upon a time... There were three little kittens, and their names were Mittens, Tom Kitten, and Moppet. They had dear little fur coats of their own, 
and they tumbled about the doorstep and played in the dust. But one day, their mother, Miss Tabitha Twitchett, expected friends to tea, so she fetched the kittens indoors to wash and dress them before the company had arrived. First, she scrubbed their faces. This one is Moppet. Then she scrubbed their fur. This one is Mittens. Then she combed their tails and whiskers. This is Tom Kitten. Tom was very naughty and he scratched. Miss Tabitha dressed Moppet and Mittens in clean pinafores and tuckers and then she took all sorts of uh, elegant, uncomfortable clothes out of the drawers in order to dress up her son Thomas. Tom Kitten was very fat and he had grown. Several buttons burst off. His mother sewed them back on again. When the three kittens were ready, Miss Tabitha unwisely turned them out into the garden to be out of the way while she made hot buttered toast. Now, keep your frocks clean, children. You must walk on your hind legs. Keep away from the dirty ash pit and from Sally Henny Penny and from Pigsty and Puddle Ducks. Moppet and Mittens walked down the garden path unsteadily. Presently, they trod upon their pinafores and fell on their noses. When they stood up, there were several green smears. Let us climb up the rockery and sit on the wall, said Moppet. They turned their pinafores back to front and went up with a skip and a jump. Moppet's white tucker fell down into the road. Tom Kitten was quite unable to jump when walking upon his hind legs and trousers. He came up the rockery by degrees, breaking the ferns and shedding buttons right and left. He was all in pieces when he reached the top of the wall. Moppet and Mittens tried to pull him together. His hat fell off and the rest of his buttons burst. While they were in difficulties, there was a pit pat, paddle pat, and the three puddle ducks came along the hard high road, marching one behind the other and doing the goose step. Pit pat, paddle pat, pit pat, waddle pat. They stopped and stood in a row and stared up at the kittens. They had very small eyes and looked surprised. Then the two duck birds, Rebecca and Jemima, puddle duck, picked up the hat and tucker and put them on. Mittens laughed so that she fell off the wall. Moppet and Tom descended after her. The pinafores and all the rest of Tom's clothes came off on the way down. Come, 
Mr. Drake Puddle Duck, said Moppet. Come and help us to dress him. Come and button up Tom. Mr. Drake Puddle Duck advanced in a slow sideways manner and picked up the various articles, but he put them on himself. They fitted him even worse than Tom Kitten. It's a very fine morning, said Mr. Drake Puddle Duck, and Jemima and Rebecca Puddle Duck set off up the road, keeping step pit-pat-paddle-pat, pit-pat-paddle-pat. Then Tabitha, Twitchit, came down the garden and found her kittens on the wall with no clothes on. She pulled them off the wall, smacked them, and then took them back into the house. My friends will arrive in a minute, and you are not fit to be seen. I am affronted, said Miss Tabitha Twitchit. She sent them upstairs and I am sorry to say she told her friends that they were in bed with the measles, which was not true. Quite the contrary. They were not in bed, not in the least. Somehow, somehow, there were very extraordinary noises overhead, which disturbed the dignity and repose of the tea party. And I think that someday I shall have to make another larger book to tell you about Tom Kitten. As for the puddle ducks, they went into a pond. The clothes all came off directly because there were no buttons. And Mr. Drake Puddle Duck and Jemima and Rebecca have been looking for them ever since. This is a tale about a tale, a tale that belonged to a little red squirrel and his name was Nutkin. He had a brother called Twinkleberry and a great many cousins. They lived in a wood at the edge of a lake. In the middle of the lake there is an island covered with trees and nut bushes and amongst those trees stands a hollow oak tree which is the house of an old owl who was called Old Brown. One autumn when the nuts were ripe and the leaves on the hazel bushes were golden and brown, Nutkin and Twinkleberry and all the other little squirrels came out of the wood and down to the edge of the lake. They made little rafts out of twigs and they paddled away over the water to Owl Island to gather nuts. Each squirrel had a little sack and a large oar and spread out his tail for a sail. They also took with them the offering of three fat mice as a present for Old Brown and put them down upon his doorstep. The Twinkleberry and the other little squirrels each made a low bow and said politely, Old Mr. Brown, 
Will you favor us with permission to gather nuts upon your island? But Nutkin was excessively impertinent in his manners. He bobbed up and down like a little red cherry singing, Riddle me, riddle me, rot, rot, tote. A little wee man in a red, red coat. A staff in his hand and a stone in his throat. If you'll tell me this riddle, I'll give you a goat. Now, now this riddle is as old as the hills. Mr. Brown paid no attention whatsoever to Nutkin. He shut his eyes obstinately and went to sleep. The squirrels filled their sacks with nuts and sailed away home in the evening. But next morning they all came back again to Owl Island and Twinkleberry and others brought a fine fat mole and laid it on the stone in front of old Mr. Brown's doorway and said, Mr. Brown, will you favor us with your gracious permission to gather some more nuts? But Nutkin, who had no respect, began to dance up and down, tickling old Mr. Brown with a nettle and singing, Old Mr. B, riddle me ree, Hitty pity within the wall, Hitty pity without the wall. If you touch Hitty pity, Hitty pity will bite you. Mr. Brown woke up suddenly and carried the mole into his house. He shut the door in Nutkin's face. Presently, a little thread of blue smoke from a wood fire came up from the top of the tree, and Nutkin peeped through the hole key and sang, A house full, a hole full, and you cannot gather a bowl full. The squirrel searched for nuts all over the island and filled their little sacks. But Nutkin gathered oak apples, yellow and scarlet, and sat upon a beech stump, playing marbles and watching the door of old Mr. Brown. On the third day, the squirrels got up very early and went fishing. They caught seven fat minnows as a present for Old Brown. They paddled over the lake and landed under a crooked chestnut tree on Old Owl Island. Twinkleberry and six other little squirrels, which carried a fat minnow, but Nutkin, who had no nice manners, brought no present at all. He ran in front singing, The man in the wilderness said to me, How many strawberries grow in the sea? I answered him as I thought good, As many red herring as grow in the wood. But old Mr. Brown took no interest in riddles, Not even when the answer was provided for him. The fourth day, the squirrels brought a present of six fat beetles, which were as good as plums in plum pudding for Old Brown. 
Each beetle was wrapped up carefully in a dock leaf, fastened with a pine needle pin. But Nutkin sang as rudely as ever, Old Mr. B, riddle me re, flower of England, fruit of Spain, met together in a shower of rain, put in a bag tied round with a string, if you'll tell me this riddle, I'll give you a ring, which was ridiculous of Nutkin, because he had not got any ring to give to old Mr. Brown. The other squirrels hunted up and down the nut bushes, but Nutkin gathered robin's pins. The other squirrels hunted up and down the nut bushes, but Nutkin gathered robin's pin cushions off a briar bush and stuck them full of pine needle pins. On the fifth day, the squirrels brought a present of wild honey. It was so sweet and sticky, they licked their fingers as they put it down upon the stone. They had stolen it out of a bumblebee's nest on the tippity top of the hill. But Nutkin skipped up and down singing, Hum a bum, buzz, buzz, hum a bum, buzz. As I went over tipple time, I met a flock of bonny swine, some yellow-knacked, some yellow-backed. They were the very bonniest swine that ever went over the tipple time. Old Mr. Brown turned up his eyes in disgust at the impertinence of Nutkin. But he ate up the honey. The squirrels filled their sacks with nuts. But Nutkin sat upon a big flat rock and played ninepin with a crab apple and green fir cones. On the sixth day, which was Saturday, the squirrels came again for the last time. They brought a new laid egg and a little rush basket as a last parting present for Old Brown. But Nutkin ran in front laughing and shouting, Humpty Dumpty lies in the back with a white counterpane round his neck. Forty doctors and forty rights cannot put Humpty Dumpty to rights. Now old Mr. Brown took an interest in eggs. He opened one eye and shut it again, but still he did not speak. Nutkin became more and more impertinent. Old Mr. B, old Mr. B, Hickamore, Hickamore on the king's kitchen floor. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't drive Hickamore, Hackamore off the king's kitchen door. Nutkin danced up and down like a sunbeam, but still Old Brown said nothing at all. Nutkin began again. Arthur O'Bower has broken his band. He comes roaring up the land. The kings of Scots with all his power 
cannot turn Arthur of the bower. Nutkin made a whirring noise to sound like the wind, and he took a running jump right onto the head of Old Brown. Then, all at once, there was a flutterment and a scufflement and a loud squeak. The other squirrels scuttered away into the bushes. When they came back very cautiously, peeping round the tree, there was old Mr. Brown sitting on his doorstep, quite still with his eyes closed, as if nothing had happened. But Nutkin was in his waistcoat pocket. This looks like the end of the story, but it isn't. Old Brown carried Nutkin in his house and held him up by the tail, intending to skin him, but Nutkin pulled so very hard that his tail broke in two, and he dashed up the staircase and escaped out of the attic window. And to this day, if you meet Nutkin up a tree and ask him a riddle, he will throw sticks at you and stamp his feet and scold and shout, Cuck-cuck-cuck-cuck-cuck. The End Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed Knox Bedtime Stories, please become a Patreon patron. For as little as $2 a month, you can keep Knox Bedtime Stories, helping tens of thousands of people around the world get a good night's sleep as well as get various rewards such as tears, extra episodes, books, your name on our webpage, and more to come. You can sign up at KnoxBedtimeStories.com and click on the Patreon link or Patreon.com forward slash KnoxBedtimeStories. Become a part of a great community. I wish you all a good night's sleep and a happy peaceful life. May the best of your days be the worst of your tomorrows. Good night.